0: Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we talked about the pursuit of God's Word. Now we want to talk about the practical use of God's Word. We're talking about building a solid faith foundation, ensuring that we're building our lives, our faith lives correctly. Jesus emphasized if we build our lives on sand, then the trials of life, the evil that we'll face, the temptations will wreck our lives. But if we'll build on a solid foundation, that of a rock, whenever the winds rain, whatever life can throw it up, us will withstand all of that. What's the difference? What makes the difference if we build on sand or a rock? Well, it's the difference of either doing what Jesus says or not doing. It's the difference in hearing and obeying and hearing and not obeying. So we've looked at the idea of pursuing God's Word, what God's Word does for us. And if we're going to obey God's Word, we need to think about the practical use of God's Word. How can we use it practically speaking? How can we implement it into our lives so that we can uh, be consistent, we can be faithful, and it can make a difference in our lives. I want to read, as we think about this, uh, Psalm number one. It tells us a little bit about the Word of God. It tells us about what we are to do, but it also tells us what God's Word will do for us. It says here in number one, Psalm one it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Yeah, excuse me, (laughs) prosper. So we see the blessed man. And then in verse four, we see the ungodly. There's two different people here. And we see we're emphasizing in our episode here, the blessed man. And it tells us this, that his delight is in the law of the Lord. And it tells us in this law of the Lord, or in God's word, it says he meditates day and and night so it tells us what we are to do but it also tells us what god's word does for us as we de- as we delight in god's word as we meditate day and night this is what will happen you and i will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and watch this, and his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, if I asked you, hey, do you want to be successful? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be someone who prospers in life? Everybody's hand, more than likely, this listening would go up. If I said, I had the secret to success, I have the secret to happiness, you'd be like, hey, what is that? Tell me about it, right? Well, here it is. Right here in Psalm number one, we see the secret to success. We see the secret to happiness. This same passage is is repeated or emphasized again in Joshua chapter one, verse eight. And so as we think about the practical use of God's word, I just want to think about a couple of things. We could list a long list of these are the things that we should do with God's word. I want to make it very small. First of all, I want us to consider that we need to plan to use it. You and I need a plan to use God's Word. Just as you would have a syllabus in a class that would tell you exactly what you are to do, when things are due, what projects you have, what the expectations of the teacher are on your life, Uh, you need, you and I need a plan or a syllabus, if you will, for using God's word. Now, we've talked about having a spiritual life or spiritual growth plan. That's what we're trying to develop. That's what we're trying to implement uh, in our lives. And so we're beginning with these foundational blocks of surrender to Jesus Christ. And Now we kind of come to a practical one here of using God's word, something that we can do Physically, something that we can do uh, every day consistently. And so, in order to do it and to do it right or effectively, we need to have some sort of plan. You see, a plan helps us intentionally. Do what? To read and study God's word. A plan can guide us into what to do so that we don't just kind of lose track. A plan can set expectations for us. A plan can set goals for us so that we can achieve those goals or realize, okay, I'm not achieving my goals. I am off base. And so a plan is very helpful. Now, as you think about a plan to use God's word, a plan could be a reading schedule. A plan could be you choosing a book of the Bible and just walking through it. Uh, A plan could be a character study. You're you're studying a person in Scripture, and you're you're seeing how they reacted to God, how they reacted in their culture. You're seeing how God used them and how that can apply to you. Maybe you're going to plan to study a word. Maybe a truth that's taught in scripture, some doctrine uh, that's taught in scripture. Maybe it's the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of heaven, uh, faith. Maybe it's the word lust. Maybe it's the word love. Maybe it's the word truth, whatever it is. I think the amazing thing is there's lots of freedom when it comes to you and I having a plan. What I mean by that is my plan may not be your plan. Your plan may work great for you, but I may struggle with your plan. You see, the variety is the spice of life. And so find what works for you. And also, as you know what works for you, uh, uh, use it, utilize it, but also be willing to change it up because sometimes we get stuck in ruts. We get stuck in the mundane and we, we lose focus. We lose excitement. So it's okay to change it up. Um, now, what happens if we get off of our plan? Because I think this is a big issue for for some of us. Really, I would say all of us at some point in time is we have a plan. We get the excitement. We, we set it out. We work on it. And all of a sudden, the busyness of life or a couple of tests come into play or this happened that you did not know was going to happen. It really flipped your life upside down. Uh, you had to take a second job. Uh, a kid was born. Uh, so now you have two kids or, you know, it's your first one. And there's different seasons of life. And so all of a sudden you realize it's been a couple days, a week, a month, and you've not done or, or followed through on your plan. Now, should you beat yourself up? Should you allow the guilt and shame just to overwhelm you? Should you quit? Throw in the towel. Should you just say, look, I'm a failure. Uh, this is the third, fourth time that I have I've uh, not followed through with my plan. No, you should do none of those things. Don't let the frustration or the guilt prohibit you from continuing. Remember, there is forgiveness where? In Jesus Christ. and If there's forgiveness there, you and I need to tap into that forgiveness. So don't let guilt and shame hinder you. I would say start right back where you left off, or jump in somewhere different, uh, and do this, or shall shall I say, don't do this. Don't compare yourself with others. You do you. Bottom line, you do you, and do this. Don't set unrealistic goals. Set. Goals for you that are realistic. Now, before we jump into this idea on meditating on scripture, we'll, we'll look at it on our next episode where there's no way we'll have time to do that. But as I think about the comparing yourself, we're trying to think about using God's word. We're establishing a plan here. Here's where I run into issues, if I can just maybe be a little transparent for the last couple minutes here. Uh, you hear people tell you this is what you should do. You see stuff on the Internet. You see what your friends are doing. You see what your pastor's doing. You see what your parents are doing. And I'm not saying any of it's wrong. But sometimes what they do is not right for you. And Sometimes you hear people that say, if you don't read, uh, and I've heard this, if you don't read the Bible through every single year of your life, then you're not a good Christian. Now, I think reading the Bible through is good. It's a good goal. For some people, um, they may read it through every year. For some people, they may read it through two, three, four times a year. There may be somebody who's dyslexic, who really struggles in reading, and so reading the Bible through even one time may be a severe challenge for them. Some people are super limited on their time uh, because they're working. More multiple jobs, maybe they're in school for that season of their life. And so what I'm saying is don't compare yourself with others. What command do we find in Scripture about how often and how much Scripture we are to read? Stop and think for a minute. Are we commanded anywhere in Scripture to read the Bible? Do you find verses that say you need to read, thou shalt read two chapters every day of your life. Thou shalt read uh, 20 verses every day of your life. Remember, the chapters and verses are not inspired as well. The, the Word of God was written via letters, paragraphs. Uh, so those are markers and helpers for us, but they're not in the original. And so as we search the Scripture, we don't find, I don't find, and if you do find, please email me, let me know, but I don't find a place where I'm instructed to or commanded to read a certain amount of Scripture per day of my life. I do find passages where I'm st- to study, to show myself approved unto God. I do find our passage here that we read, Psalm 1, where we're to meditate therein day and night. So I don't find the command to read, but I do find this command to meditate. And we're going to unpack and unfold it in our next episode. But what I want to say to you is find a plan that works for you. If you get off of your plan, don't beat yourself up. Just get back on uh, we're all, we all struggle. Let's just be honest. All of our listeners, we all struggle somehow, some way. And we, many of us have the heart. We want to be consistent. We want to learn God's word. Some of us, some of us hate reading. Let's just be honest. Some of us love reading. Uh, and so we're maybe more prone or more apt to just dive in and read, 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 but you know, you can read and not obtain, uh, retain or get anything. And I think that's where we're going to emphasize on this meditation, what that means. Uh, It's not just reading. There's something way more important that we're supposed to be doing. Reading is good. Reading for a, a broad view, reading for a historical aspect is good. But what we're commanded to do in Scripture is totally different than just reading. Reading is part of it, but that is not all of it. So as we jump into our episode, uh, our next episode, join with us. We'll unpack this idea of what we are to do as we meditate on Scripture and what that will do for our lives.